and bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Hey, I got a question for you. Do you guys know what starts today? Any idea? Uh, no. Really? I mean, very, very, very big day for a lot of a lot of folks here. Very big day. The NFL Combine. Now, we won't see anything until, you know, later on in the week. Um, you know, I believe March 2nd is the first uh, version of the televised combine. But right now, I mean, players are starting to arrive and going through their, you know, their interviews and all of their measurements. Their hand measurements. Physicals. Yeah. You do the hand measurement. You got to work that out. You know, you really got to work on stretching out the hands there to get that hand mem- uh, measurement in there. Brian here from Howard City. Uh, oh, fellas, it's sad when a sport becomes more entertainment instead of mainly athletic competition. For when that happens, it's basically a mirror of the WWE. Sadly, the NBA is becoming just like that. LeBron James, to me, is the Aaron Rodgers of the NFL. Crybaby that cares about themselves and not the championships. LeBron won't stay in the game when he beats the all-time scoring record but is uh, but toughs it out last night, shaking my head. I miss my Pistons in the late 80s, that gritty game of basketball. They kept you on the edge of your seat. Go Wings as the NHL seems to be one of the last surviving members of the professional game. Well, and of course, my Lions. Have a great day. NBA stinks. Love Dave from Ice Cream Land. One of my favorite things um, about NBA history is that we claim it has turned into this drama-filled, everybody-soft when in reality, we're still talking about the same guys from 40 years ago and their rivalries and being whiny brats 40 years ago. It was actually a celebration of one of the <laughs> highest scoring games in NBA history. It took place in 1983. The Detroit Pistons and Denver Nuggets. Well, that was like a triple overtime, but still. 186 to 183. Or something crazy like that. And I don't think that it was triple overtime. Because Isaiah had posted about it. Isaiah Thomas. Uh, he had he was tweeting about it. and I'm almost positive it was three overtimes. I'm going to try to find. Because he was talking about the schedule and the travel and everything. Basically just saying how much tougher we are. Um, how Think about that. In 1983. A lot, lot different. Highest scoring game in NBA history. It was triple overtime. You're right. 186 to 184. In triple OT. Let it be known. The NBA is so soft. We're still talking about these guys. So seven, you're seven years old, Michael and Isaiah. We don't need you're to hear about your, third, your 40-year-old rivalry. You know you know who saw Michael uh, last weekend? It was my uncle. My uncle ran into Michael Jordan. Wow, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, he was like, I, I, so he's like, so I wake up, I look out the window, and he's like, MJ's on the putting green, getting, getting a putting lesson, seven in the morning. Say The one thing that, 
I find frustrating with NBA basketball, and it just seems like a lot of basketball in general, and I don't know if this is a change of the times, if it's history, but just more of now observant of it, is how many games quickly get into a 25-point deficit. At the NBA level? NBA, like, just seems like in basketball in general. It just seems there's a lot of games quickly you turn on. It's like this isn't even a, a game. Yeah, it's like a – it's a, they call it the game of runs now, which it feels like that. It's It doesn't feel like there's many games where it's you're trading baskets, you know, for most of the game. It'll be yeah. like a team has, you know, a 17-2 run, and then there's a 12 nothing run the other way. Like, that's kind of how it is. Right, now. and I say, I don't know if that is, you know, now, like, that's more of now, or if that's how it's just been. It's just more, I'm observant more of it now, of how that, that's how basketball is going, and that's it makes it frustrating to try to just pop in and watch a random game. When you turn on, it's, it's 40 to 18 at the end of the first quarter. And you know the team with 18 eventually is going to come back. Like, they are. Um, I just – I'm with you there. I think I think it, now it's gotten a little – I think those those numbers are bigger, you know. I don't think that it was necessarily like that. Uh, Isaiah said, let it be known, Detroit Pistons, this is our fourth game in five nights, no chartered flights on a long road trip, hashtag altitude. The getaway game on a long road trip was the term most often used for this game, normally a loss. Our will to win prevailed against the odds and made NBA history. I love Isaiah Thomas when he gets on Twitter. Oh, man. Alex English had 47 points in that game. Zeke had 47. Kiki had 51 and 9 and 8. Detroit shot 54%. They were one of two from the three point line. Is that crazy? 74 for 136 in the game, one of two from three. There's no way that's right. But that's what uh that's what NBA Cobwebs tweets. I mean, I go back and find the uh find the game, find the game score and find the uh find the box score from it and you know take a look and, and see if that was uh, if that was true. And, and look, I to a certain extent I do get what our friend uh I watched that game. Kelly Trapuca was was bad bleep. That comes from Freddie. Freddie, you could just you could just tweet Freddie or text Freddie. You could just say your name. You don't have to keep referring to yourself as facts. Ridiculous. Freddie Faxon, Brad's brother. Yeah. It, oh, man. Every time every time I uh, read a text now, all I see is facts in all capital letters. Just, just sign off with Freddie. That, that works. Kelly Trapuca, the real deal. No, different different game. Different game. I understand. Um, I get what uh, that was Brad who sent that email, right? I think I deleted it too fast. No. Or that text message. I, uh... Might have went, I, I, I might have hit delete a little too quickly there. I get what he's saying. Um, a lot Brian, of it is Brian, Brian from Howard City. Yeah, Brian from Howard City. I do understand what you're saying. I, I just think I'm the same way with LeBron. He's way too overdramatic. Everything is, you know, like he breaks the record. He's running on the court and he's raising his arms. And then he's like fake crying. He's grabbing his nose. He's like, oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, what are we doing here? Like, come on, bro. But he's always been a drama queen. Like, that's what he is. He's been that way his entire career, his entire life, a drama queen. That's why when he's like, oh, I heard it pop the first thing, I'm like, no, you didn't, you lying ass. You didn't, you didn't hear anything. You fell over. And you're like, oh, God, no, I got to stay in this game. It means so much. You skipped two nationally televised broadcasts, bro. What are you doing? 
You set the record, you skip two games, and then you go to the All-Star game and act like you're going to run up down the floor and like, oh, what a great performance. Oh, chase down block, a chase down block in the All-Star game. Like, come on. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, that's why when people argue with me about LeBron, I'm like, you don't get this with Jordan. You just don't get it. You did, you never I, you didn't get this. You got a guy sweating all over you just with his forehead on top of you telling you to go bleep yourself. Not this, oh, my God, woe is me. Not somebody you search to flop and you get 9,000 gift results. So I'm sorry. That's just, that's I'm not to have a Le- LeBron-Jordan conversation here. But everything today is just so for the camera and so just, uh, it's just not authentic, you know? At least with him. Not gonna say it's with everybody, but at least with him. Like Patrick Mahomes, like when his ankle got rolled up on, he was like hobbling off the field and put his like head on his coach's shoulder. I was like, yeah, my man is in some pain. In some serious pain. By the way, who did you who just came out from the Dallas Cowboys and said, Don't take the don't take the meds they give you, don't take the injections, consult a, a physician that doesn't work for the team. Who was that just now that came out with the uh, over the weekend? Did you guys see that story from the NFL? I did Dallas not. Cowboys. I did not see that. Yeah, he came out and he was like, "Whatever you do, don't take their don't take their pills, don't take the injections, go get your own doctor." And he's like, "I can't even walk." That type of deal. Uh, recently, recently retired too. All right, we're going to step aside. When we return, Michigan continues to make their case for one flew the over end. the cuckoo's nest. Is that the storyline? I'm serious. I gotta find it now. I got. I got. I'll find it. I'll bring it up. But uh, Michigan continuing their case uh, to secure a berth to the NCAA tournament. Do they have enough? We'll talk about it next year. X's and Bros. Michigan Sports Network. The new M Perks is here. Reward yourself with dollars off your purchases, fuel rewards, and more at Meyer. Earn ten points on nearly every dollar you spend when you shop in store or on Meyer.com. Then use your points to claim and redeem rewards any way you want. Plus, earn points for every qualifying prescription filled at your Meyer pharmacy. Download the Meyer app to sign up, or if you're already using M Perks, start earning points and saving today. Save more with M Perks. Exclusions apply. See Meyer.com to learn more. From planting a simple seed to managing a global food supply. Growing, processing, and distributing food is the backbone of America. You deal with food safety and labor issues, cost control, and not to mention Mother Nature. But do you have time to explore research development and biotechnical tax credits? Properly administer payroll for temporary employees. Ensure that you're operating at your most profitable? That's where we come in. We're Bean Garter. And while your business is America's food supply, our business is helping you run your business better. We'll assist with tax credits, assess your processes and controls, and so much more. And while we may not be able to help you plant your crops, we can help you realize a rich financial harvest. From the family farm to worldwide distribution of all the things you grow, grow your business better. Experience service, expertise, and simplicity at Bean Garter. Find us online. BeanGarter.com. Bean Garter. If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddie's Foundation at hashtag pop the tap at FreddieThePizzaMan.com. That's F R E D I, ThePizzaMan.com. Or email FreddieThePizzaMan at gmail.com.
From Traverse City to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City, you're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us. Found the guy. It was uh, Byron Jones. Byron Jones is the uh, the player from the Miami Dolphins. And uh, Byron is a guy who has a, a pretty hefty contract. He missed all of last season because of surgery on his Achilles tendon. And recently took to the internet. He's 30 years old. Underwent that surgery in March to clean up this lingering issue. He has an $18.3 million cap hit in 2023, but the Dolphins could save 13.6 if they release or trade him after June 1st. He signed a five-year, $82 million deal in 2020. He put he took to Twitter to say this. Much has changed in eight years. Today, I can't run or jump because of my injuries sustained playing this game. Do not take the pills they give you. Do not take the injections they give you. If you absolutely must, consult an outside doctor to learn the long-term implications. Oh, wow. Um, You're 350 pounds and you run at other 350-pound men every day of your life for 15 years. Yeah, you're going to get hurt. To, well, by, so, Byron, to Byron, suggest, Jones, Byron Jones is only 194 pounds. Okay, either way, you're going to get hurt. You play a physical contact sport. Like, you realize you by saying this, you're suggesting that your union, which you pay dues to, is also poisoning you. That's what you're saying. Because the union is, yes. Because the union has your back on this. Do they? Yes. They do. The NFLPA would... If you went to the PA and and told them, hey, I think they're not giving me the right stuff, they would have your back on it. But instead, you people go out and do this. Does the union, does the players union in the NFL do anything except for care about how no, much No, because money the people make? don't know how to use a union. You can use your union for a lot of things. Well, I'm just saying, does the union actually care about anything yes. except for the money? Yes, they care. Okay. All right. I mean, it's the players' union. I mean, they, they elect their. I mean, it's you elect your officials, and and who's going to be the president and all that stuff. Byron went on to say it was an honor and a and a privilege to play in the NFL, but it came at a regrettable cost. I did not foresee. In my opinion, no amount of professional success or financial gain is worth avoidable chronic pain and disabilities. Godspeed to the draft class of twenty twenty three. And that and that might go away. I mean, look at Calvin Johnson. He, when he retired, he would say, "Like I can barely get out of bed." Now, you know, five, six was well, seven years now. I think he seems to be doing pretty good. He's out and about playing in basketball games. Take some time. Take some time. Take some time. Um, look, I. I mean, look I at know. Lomas. I doubt Lomas was moving around very, you know, as good as he is now 20 years ago. Oh, I mean, Lomas <laughs> is in great shape. That guy, I mean, he's taken incredible, incredible care of himself. Uh, you know, and, and he's, yeah, God bless him. But uh, it's, it as you said, if you want the opportunity, I don't know where else Byron Jones is making $82 million over five years. Is it worth it or not? That's a personal decision. 
right? That that's all you know. The, it's like the NBA, the NFL guys when those NBA contracts and the NBA got their new money in. The guys like Tyler Johnson were getting forty million, and people are like, oh, all the NFL guys. I should have went to the NBA. Well, you're not tall enough. Period. You're just, you're not tall enough. Like the tallest guys out there in the field are typically like left tackles at six seven. Those are small forwards, bro. You're not athletic. Like it's just it just it, you might be athletic enough. But you're not big enough. Like that's an it's a league of superhuman aliens out there playing in the NBA. Two, you obviously don't understand. They have smaller rosters, so there's more money to go around uh, per player. But this this idea that you know for and for Byron, that's total whatever you want to do, man. If you don't want to play, you don't have to play. No one's forcing you to. Like, that's the thing when, when we start talking about the competition committee that's going to be getting together to talk about pass interference. This is what's happening right now. Or not pass interference, but roughing the passer. The competition committee is going to be looking at roughing the passer and should it be reviewable. The quarterback is a football player. Let him play football. The game is violent. They should, they should be treated no different than anybody else out there. Like, you're going to get hit. Yeah, a roughing the passer when we In were, today's game is embarrassing. Yeah, when we were kids, it was basically what the, uh, what the, uh, the, like, the, the wide receiver rule now. You can't hit a wide receiver that, you know, you just can't clobber a wide receiver. Yeah, defenseless open, receiver. Defenseless receiver, right. That's what the, the roughing the quarterback used to be. Now it's way beyond that yeah it basically used to be hey if the quarterback you know as after he's thrown the ball you can't try to take his head off anymore i'm getting pushed from behind i'm getting pushed from behind and i fall into the legs of the quarterback and i'm the one that gets the penalty because you can't hit him in the legs like it's just I don't know. I, I don't know if, if you make it reviewable, if you can do it quick enough. I really just don't. Oh, I just don't know. It bothers me because, like, look, in, in, in Byron Jones's case, as I mentioned, no one's forcing you to do it. If you didn't want to, like, you don't have to take the pills. You don't have to play football. You don't. I stopped playing football. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. Nobody's forcing you. So if you feel it's your best opportunity to make a few million dollars and, you know, in your case, you're like, hey, it wouldn't matter to me. I'd rather have a regular nine to five and not feel this pain every day. That's totally up to you. There are other people that will go through that pain every day of the week to know that they are financially set for the rest of their lives. That's really, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Think about it. All you got to do is figure out a way to survive for the length of your life, and then hopefully have something to pass down to your offspring. That's it. After that, like, really, what's the point? I mean, you have to really think about it. So, yeah, I'll go out there for $30 million. I'll go out there for $10 million. You knock me out. Mike Tyson could punch me in the head for $10 million. I'll take that punch. Absolutely. People are oh, I wouldn't do it. Like, what do you mean you wouldn't do it? What do you mean? You'll wake up eventually. You'll be all right. He's got a glove on. You'll be okay. Might only yeah, be, like when know. Michael B. Jordan, everybody's seen the... Uh video of him actually getting knocked out uh, it happens. On, on this you know on the set of creed it happens it happens guy it was literally in a movie dude just got laid out 
<laughs> Took it right on the chin, too. Just clip, and then boom, there he goes. Unbelievable. All right, I, I did want to talk a little bit uh, about in this segment, too, because Combine's coming up, so that's why the Byron Jones stuff came up. But, uh, you know, yesterday for the Michigan Wolverines, it's a big win against Wisconsin because Michigan's got to find a way to continue to win some basketball games here. Now, despite if you may so love or that hate game was a can't lose for Michigan because it's Wisconsin. Like yeah. you're both bubble teams. Like you're at home and you keep, already lost to them on the road. Right. To keep that tournament hope, hope alive. You can't lose another game to a bubble team. No, no bubble busters here. They are six and two in their last eight games. Michigan is. They're currently 17 and 12 overall, 11 and 7, and in a four way tie right now for second place in the Big Ten. You know, if you listen to this program, you know where I was at with Michigan a month and a half, two months ago. You know where I was at. And it's fair. Like late December, January, when was the first time I said, like, yo, this team might not even make the NIT? Probably before this run, like a month ago. Yeah, like I, I was dead serious about that. I would—I swear to God, I was dead. This wasn't trying to set it up for like this, you know, miraculous nonsense. I mean, they got blown out by twenty-two to Penn State after a five-point loss at home against then number one Purdue. You know, they gave up you know ninety-three to Iowa. The first game against Michigan State, the two teams were like, hey, first one to sixty wins. Neither team had sixty. Close loss against North Carolina. Close loss against Virginia. Close loss against Kentucky. Close win against Ohio. Close win against Eastern Michigan. That dumpster fire of a program. They're going to back their way into the MAC tournament, too. Watch. You know, Lipscomb was an eight-point game. Then This team was not very good. You lost to Central. I was being honest. I'm telling you this right now. I know net rankings and this, that, and third, BPI and RPI and CBI and whatever. You could take all that throw it right out the window. You're telling me this right now. This team, this Michigan Wolverines club, is tied for second in the Big Ten. They still have some things to do. They can beat Illinois. They've proven that. They can beat Indiana. That game at Assembly Hall is going to be. Now, they lose these next two. They're in deep trouble. You split these. You split them, you, got a chance. you win a game in the Big Ten tournament. I think I, you're in. I think Yeah, I think you're in, cause especially with these two being road games. So I think that that will carry more weight. Win your, again, win one Big Ten tournament game. You know, you're looking at a, an 11 seed or a play-in 11 seed. Updated as of 9 a.m. Oh, this is too late. This is the, yeah. This is too, I thought I thought this was going to be updated um, nine a.m. this morning, but it's not. But even on the uh, on the nine a.m. on the twenty fourth, Michigan was in the next four out. I'll be very interested to see if they have moved into the first four out when bracketology is updated already. Freddie is on hold. Good morning, Freddie. How are you, my friend? Oh no, Freddie went bye bye. Some kind of sick joke, Freddie. I no, he was just it's gone. Unbelievable. I went click and it's gone. That's all right. Maybe he hung up. Maybe he got busy. Oh, he's he might be calling Just back. Just put him straight on. He'll be fine. Hello. <laughs> Freddie. Yeah, who hung up on me? Danny or Albert? I don't know. Where where <laughs> where are you at over there? Are you in a playground? Yeah, my kids are going 
can you hear me or I got to hang up? So no, I can hear you. Hang up. No, no, you're fine. I can hear you. I'm watching my boy. He's standing in line with all the all the all the uh, all the kids. That, again, there's a kid here with short pants. <laughs> short pants and short sleeves. I mean, it's 20 degrees. They got short pants. These parents, I swear, they, they, there's something wrong with them, man. Yeah, something wrong with them. Maybe the kid doesn't get cold though. Oh come on, man! Give, give the kid a chance, man. If you're a Rod Terry, at least give the kid a chance. Come on now. I mean, you know? when you think the Vikings roll around in the, in the, in the Nordic countries in, in snowsuits? They run around yeah. there bare chested. Hey, uh, before I get to Tom Izzo, your producer. You know, this morning I heard him say, "Oh, get you, you know who that was on the text message, right?" But you know, your producer came in the other day. He has to pull a ticket. I didn't let him stand in line. I took care of him right away. He got he got presidential. How ticket. quickly they forget, Freddie? Yep, absolutely. Yep. Oh I'm yeah, yeah, much. yeah. Presidential treatment, you know, but it's okay. I love him. No big deal. Listen, on Tom Izzo, okay. Now, I've been I've been reading a lot and hearing a lot that they want to chop this. They want they they want to fire him. Blah 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 blah. Fire him. Listen, who? I'm old enough to remember. Who wants to fire who? Man, it was all over the radio and people talking about it. Fire who? Who's and, getting fired though? They want, some fans want to fire Tom. There is a small subsection of fans on Twitter yeah. that want to move on yeah. from Tom Izzo. Oh, okay. All well, right. Well, yeah, I'm, there's a, a whole lot easier to get worse at head coach than it is to get better. I can tell you that much. And the success that guy's had? Huh? You kidding me? Well, you nuts? Well, I'm kind of well, well, what I'm trying what I'm trying to get at is I'm comparing it to I'm old enough to remember Tom Landry. Tom Landry was a legend in Dallas. And when Jerry Jones bought the team, he, he fired him. And he brought it. I mean, the rest is history. But you know, a guy like Tom Izzo, he deserves to go out his own time. There's no way a guy like that gets fired. It's just, it's, it just should never happen. And um, and it just, that's just the way it is, man. I, I, I get how fans can be, but there's no way Tom Izzo should ever even talk about getting fired. No, no way. I, I can't believe that they, that was actually a discussion on radio is that Tom Izzo should be fired. Oh, it wasn't a discussion. It was a, it was about fans bringing it up that that there's uh, as Ryan said, there's a small section of it. Oh there. yeah, but, I, but I mean, still. I would I would put them in a in a capsule and, and send them up to uh, go take care of the Chinese spy balloons. But there was no Twitter when Tom Landry got fired. So Tom Landry was a you know a, a, a walking legend. I mean, for him, he was there. 30, 35 Yeah, but didn't was, didn't the Cowboys, like, win two titles in the next four seasons after that? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying they won three titles. But, but uh, yeah, you're right. But I'm just saying I don't think – if you don't want Tom Izzo to be there, then you, you tell him to walk away crazy. Like, Tom Izzo wasn't asked to walk away crazy. He fired him. You know, I, you know now, now, if you ask Tom Izzo that, he might say – Screw you! I'm not walking away gracefully. Fire me, you know. But I'm just saying, a guy like that should not be fired. That's all. Hmm. Yeah, so, I don't. I don't. I'm, I don't think. I don't even think that's. Uh, I, I think that anybody that says that doesn't understand exactly what they're seeing. And he's got one of the best draft classes he's ever had, if I'm not mistaken, coming in. Like they'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. He's got one more run at this, and then he can uh, ride out the sunset gracefully and. Uh, He's already in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't even have to worry. So, yep, no doubt. Um, 
the uh, AB, next time you come in, you get presidential treatment. I promise you, okay? And uh, Ryan. No, I'll just, I was, I'll stand and wait in line with the rest to get the regular customers, take care of them. I'll hang out. I'm fine. I'm there for the ambiance and the atmosphere and, for, and to get drunk. Danny's too, Danny's too cool for me now. He doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> what am I going to do? You know, one, of, one of my wife's cousins wants to piss him off. <laughs> right. Oh, I love that. Oh, Freddie, have a great rest of your morning. Tell the kids we said hello. He gone. He gone. I saw uh, Jennifer Hammond tweeted out uh, that she has a Wheaties box from the Bad Boys. I'm telling you what, this is, talk about a collectible. Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, So it's good to hear from Freddie. Look, you know me, amazing blue guy, C-Web jersey behind me, best helmet in, in college football in front of me on my desk. Don't like Michigan State at all. Don't like Mel Tucker at all. Don't like any of them. You like Mel Tucker as you're a not person. firing Tom Izzo. You just you're it, that is for any fan that actually says that. I need to ask you a couple of questions, a series of questions. One, it under what grounds or what basis do you want to let go the greatest coach that your school's ever had? Two, who are you going to replace him with? Okay, I know that Michigan State hasn't won a national championship since 2000. How do we know that? Because that's the last time anyone from the Big Ten won a national championship at all in college basketball. I know that right now the realm of what is deemed acceptable or good or whatever the case may be, is a Final Four. We look at a Final Four in basketball as a major accomplishment. That's a major accomplishment. Whatever happens from there, it's just kind of like icing on the cake. If you lose the national championship game, it is kind of a gut punch. We don't look at making the college football college football playoff and football feel that Final Four feels a whole lot less worthy than what the basketball one does. And I'm telling you this right now. You're not going to be able to duplicate that kind of success ever. It is once in a lifetime. Enjoy it while it lasts, because when it's gone, it's gone. We're gone. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place, right here. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network.